You're listening to The Brand Cure. I'm your host, Ashley Chimey, and I'm here to help you embrace your vision, tell your story, and build your one-of-a-kind brand so you can thrive by being you and leave your mark on the world. Welcome back to The Brand Cure. This is episode five. I hope you have had an awesome past couple of weeks since the last episode and that you have been pursuing that dream, making it happen, being your awesome self. And I'm so, so glad you're joining me. Today, I'm just enjoying this finally cooler weather. It has been a long and hot summer here in Colorado, and I am so happy that it's finally cooling off a bit. And full disclosure in this episode, I have not had coffee in five days. (laughs) I'm trying to taper off. So I've been drinking tea and uh, trying to get just enough caffeine that I can stay functional while still tapering off. So I just want to give you fair warning that if I sound a little tired, if I'm dragging a little bit, you know why. So in this episode, we'll be talking about the core values of your brand. And I want to ask you a question. Have you ever tried to choose a place to live, maybe with your spouse or significant other, maybe with a friend that you're rooming with, and you find yourself exploring your city or driving around and checking out places and just realizing that you're not quite on the same page about which places you really like. So you may have loved that tiny little condo that's right next to your favorite coffee shop and easy walking distance to your grocery store and your partner or your significant other, your friend is more interested in that big luxury house out in the suburbs that has the big backyard and the big driveway and all the trappings of typical suburban living. When this happens, you may realize that you've got a difference in values, not your core values, not your core values to who you are, but the values that you're using to determine which place to live in. So you may be prioritizing ease of access to your favorite places and walkability and wanting to be able to explore your community easily on foot, not having to hop in the car every time you want to get a latte. But maybe your spouse or your partner or your friend is prioritizing something totally different, like the status that comes with buying a big house in the suburbs. Or maybe they just really want to be able to let your dog out so it can run around and not need a walk every few hours. So this is just an example of how difficult it can be to make a decision together, reach a outcome that everyone is happy with when you have a mismatch in values, when you have a mismatch in how you are evaluating options and your criteria are just different. And this becomes a problem in your personal life, obviously, but it can also be a problem in your business especially when you're working with a client on a project or with someone that you're collaborating with and you realize that you are not on the same page about what matters most, what is most important to get in the outcome. This can produce a lot of tension. It can produce friction between the two of you when you realize you're just not on the same page. Let's say, for example, that you're working on a project with a client and you're working on a final deliverable. Let's say you're working on some designs and you realize that halfway through the project that your client is not really interested in originality. They're more interested in getting a final product that makes them look the part of the industry that they're entering. 
And of course, the first step in this situation would be to try to educate the client about the importance of originality and innovation, but sometimes it just doesn't stick. If you truly have a mismatch in what you value in the final outcome, in the process, then sometimes you just can't get on the same page. And so you have to come to terms with the fact that while you may prioritize originality and innovation and pushing the envelope, your client doesn't. And so you have to give the client essentially what they want at the expense of originality. To be honest, this just creates a lot of trouble for you. It makes it harder to reach an outcome that you're both happy with. So when it comes to attracting the right customers to your business, your core values are so, so important. Let me give you an example that I've come across here recently with one of my clients who is an amazing, incredibly talented and charismatic dance studio consultant. So she works with dance studios to help them design curricula that reinforce and reflect their own values. Her name is Erin Pride. You can find her on Apple iTunes. She runs the Dance Boss podcast. And this example really reflects to me how important it is to know what your core values are so that you can attract the right customers. So in the dance studio world, different dance studios prioritize different things and they use their core values to differentiate themselves in their market, just like we all should be doing in our own industries. So one dance studio might prioritize, let's say student performance, producing student performances that are amazing and earn recognition and earn awards and that produce some of the best dancers in the world. Let's say that one dance studio is really focused on that. And then another dance studio is way more focused on personal fitness and health, helping their students become healthier and stronger and fit. And another dance studio still is way more focused on human development, especially if they're working with students. Let's say that they're really focused on helping students build confidence and build self-discipline and learn how to work as part of a team. And that is really their core focus, helping produce better student outcomes, helping their students become better people overall. And so in this example, depending on what kind of dancer you are, maybe you want to be a nationally recognized dancer. Maybe you want to just improve your general fitness and health, or maybe you want to become a better person, build confidence and find a way of expressing yourself. And depending on what you really care about and what you really value, you're going to be drawn to one of those three studios. Now, let's say that there's one more studio out there that just kind of positions itself as a generic dance studio. They don't really prioritize anything special. They just say, we are an excellent dance studio or we prioritize quality. (laughs) Those are super generic and um, vague. They don't really tell a dancer who wants to join a dance studio what kind of experience they're going to get, what kind of outcome they're going to get. And so it's much harder for that generic dance studio to attract the right customer to their business. Customers that are going to be happy with the outcomes that they get there. Because the truth is that we work together best with people who share our values. We are on the same page with them about what's most important and what we're both working towards. So if you and I are working on a project, but we have totally different ideas of what the final outcome needs to accomplish and how we're going to evaluate that final outcome, 
it's really likely that one of us is not going to be happy or we're going to be in a constant tug of war over the entire process of the project. So you want to make sure that you are clear about what you really prioritize and what you really value so that you can signal that to your customers and let them know, Hey, I value this. I am on the same page with you. And if you come join me, if you work with me, we're going to be in alignment about what matters and you're going to get the outcome that you really want. So I'm going to share a stat with you. 64% of people cite shared values as the main reason they have a relationship with a brand. So people want to buy from and want to work with businesses that share their values. The CEO of Starbucks, Howard Schultz says, if people believe they share values with a company, they will stay loyal to the brand. And Starbucks has really leveraged its core values to its advantage in letting its customer know that it's on the same page with them. So Starbucks has made one of its core values and has promoted its core values as being about inclusivity, creating a welcoming space for everyone, being a place where people can come together and be themselves and be accepted. And they want their customers to know, hey, we believe in this thing and we know that you do too. And so that strengthens the bond between the brand and the customer. Yes, they do have a long way to go to fully embody that core value, but so do all of us. We all have a long way to go to embody our core values, but that's what we're working towards. So let's say that you value transparency, but you're not quite there yet. You're still working on being fully transparent with your customer. You're still moving in that direction and you don't want to be saying that you value it without showing the steps that you're taking toward it, but also recognize that none of us is perfect. And the things that we truly value are the things that we're working towards. We're all working towards something. And on that note, I want to give you some examples and at the same time, give some shout outs to some good friends of mine. My friend Chantel, who runs Pretty Hustle Nation, is a social media strategist. And she values, and I can tell that she values through the things that she talks about, honesty and transparency and vulnerability. And I can't say for sure if that is one of the core values that she has written down, you know, inscribed in her brand strategy, but I can tell that it's there because of the way that she shows up, the things that she talks about, the lessons that she shares with her audience about being yourself and being transparent and being vulnerable. I know that that's one of the things she values. And because that resonates so deeply with me, I'm drawn to her brand. I'm drawn to her business. And I am much, much more likely to work with someone like Chantel who values transparency and vulnerability than I am with someone who is more about making your social media feed a shiny veneer and making it perfect and not really making it authentic, but just looking as good as you can. You know, that doesn't resonate as deeply with me. And so she has taken a stand and said, I know that a lot of social media strategy out there relies on being perfect all the time. And I'm drawing a line in the sand and saying, that's not me. I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to prioritize being honest, being transparent. And so she's attracting people that believe in that too. Then I also want to tell you about my sweet friend, Michelle, who has been such an incredible resource for me. She is a visibility coach for introverts and she values so deeply 
peace of mind and mental well-being. And part of why she values those things is because she knows that introverts often have a little trouble getting visible and putting themselves out there and sharing their thoughts with their audience. And doing that, if you're building a business and you need to be visible and you are an introvert, at the same time, you have to protect your mental well-being. You have to protect your energy levels and make sure that you are putting boundaries in place so that you're not overtaxing your system and burning yourself out. And the way that she talks about getting visible makes it so clear to me that she prioritizes and values, peace of mind, and mental well-being. Now, she may put a different label on that, but that's how I frame it, and that's how I understand what she's valuing. And I can sense that in everything that she does and everything she posts about and talks about and shares with her audience. Both Chantel and Michelle have core values that set them apart from others in their industries. So letting people know what your core values are even if it's not straight up, this is my core value, even if it's just shining them through your words and your content, that is what makes a difference and lets people know, hey, this person is for me. This person's on the same page with me and I like their style. I like the way they are approaching this topic. So I'm gonna keep listening. And the important thing to remember here is that you are not going to have shared values with everybody. We've talked about this before and how your brand is really about how you're intentionally different from others. But the main idea here is that you can take a stand in your core values. We'll talk about that in another couple of minutes when we get into how to define your core values, but just remind yourself as you're moving through this process and the rest of this episode, that your core values are not going to resonate with everyone. And that is a good thing. That is what you want. So much of branding is about taking a stand drawing a line in the sand, as I always say, and telling people I'm here, I'm not over there, or I'm for this group of people. I am not for that group of people. So to bring us back to our earlier example of Starbucks, Starbucks is telling its customers, Hey, if you are for welcoming others and being inclusive and accepting people, then we're on your side. But if you have a weird need to control who's allowed into your coffee shop and it's going to bother you if other people are here, then we're not the coffee shop for you. So that's a pretty clear, big brand example of letting people know, hey, if you are not for this thing, then we are not the right place for you. And that strengthens the bond with the customers that do resonate with that shared value. So as you move through the rest of this exercise, as we get started here, remind yourself that your core values don't need to appeal to everyone. They just need to appeal to the right customers for you. That's how you're going to attract the customers that you work best with, that bring out the best in you and that you are on the same page with, the same wavelength with, and that is how you're going to build that business that you love. Because I've said this before, that your brand is the rudder for your business. It determines the direction that your business takes by determining who is attracted to your business, what kinds of opportunities come your way, what kinds of clients come your way. So as you're figuring out these core values, really have in mind where you want to take your business, the kind of work that you want to be doing, what you want to stand for in people's minds, and how you want to be seen as different so that you can build that magnet for the right customer.
So enough about the setup and why this matters. Let's dive into how you actually determine what your core values are. And maybe you've already done a core values exercise and that's okay. If you've already figured out what your core values are, that's fine. Keep them handy. And you may find in working through these exercises and this process that I'm going to share with you that other core values float to the top of your mind. And maybe you decide to pivot just a little bit or tweak your core values just a little bit. So the first step is to ask yourself, what do I talk about? What is my content often about? And what is it super clear that I care about based on my content? If you look through, let's say your last 10 Instagram posts and you read through the captions, what do you talk about? And what do they show that you value and that you prioritize and that you care about? Maybe it's empathy. Maybe it's personal development. Maybe it's transparency. Maybe it's originality. Whatever you find in those posts is what you are naturally drawn to and what you naturally prioritize and value. So just brainstorm and write down some words and phrases that come to mind as you do this. Then the second question is, what do you want your clients to walk away with knowing or having or being? How would you describe the outcomes that you want your clients to have? I'd encourage you to write a paragraph or two about this, write about the ideal outcome that you want your client to walk away with, and then go back through and say, oh, I talked a lot about confidence here. So I'm going to write confidence down in my brainstorm document, or, Hey, I wrote a lot about clarity and I want my clients to feel clear and focused. So I'm going to write down clarity and focus in my brainstorm document. Just look for words and phrases that communicate to you and that really represent what you want your clients to walk away with. This brings us back to the dance studio example. In that example, I talked about different dance studios having different priorities for student outcomes, and that being a way that students can find the right dance studio for them. So each of those examples of high performance, fitness and health, and human development, personal development, those are all core values for those studios, and they reflect what the customer is going to get out of working with that studio. So as you think through your core values, ask yourself, what kind of outcome do I want my clients to get? What do I want them to know that I value? Okay. So those are the first two questions I want you to ask yourself. The third question I want you to ask yourself is this, what annoys my customer about my industry? What do they just not like? What makes them not want to trust or hire someone like me? What kind of stereotypes are out there? What kind of negative associations do customers have with my industry? So for example, let's say that you're in the financial industry and you know that customers may not want to work with someone who is a financial advisor because there's this icky kind of aura or reputation of selfishness or greed. And so you want to write that down and ask yourself, how do I want to be different? How do I want to set myself apart from this? One of your core values in that scenario might be generosity. Maybe you decide that in order to set yourself apart from what you and your customer don't like about your industry, you need to really prioritize generosity. Maybe you need to do some kind of a service project or some kind of a one-for-one -one donation program for your business to really show that you care about that and you understand what hesitations your customer may have about your industry. Or let's say that you're in the fashion industry and you know that the fashion industry has a bad reputation or a negative connotation of being superficial, skin deep, prioritizing 
physical beauty over who you really are as a person. So you decide in order to set yourself apart from that tendency that you don't like in your industry, that one of your core values might be beauty of spirit or self-expression of your true self through fashion. So that sets you apart from the superficial kind of negative energy around fashion and instead positions you as caring more about the beauty of someone's spirit and enabling them to express who they really are through their clothing choices. I'll give you one more example just to pick on myself for a minute. The coaching industry has arguably a reputation for being kind of fluffy and pointless. You know, you maybe spend money with a coach and you don't really know if you're going to get any kind of outcome or if it's just money down the drain. And in order to differentiate yourself, if you're a coach from that negative connotation, you may make one of your core values results, clear outcomes, impact, so that you're setting yourself apart from that fluffy, pointless, vapid kind of aura that you may see and your customer may see around the coaching industry. So those are just some examples of how you can use your core values to really understand how you're different and then signal that to your customer to let her know how you're different from a typical player in your industry. Okay, so by the time you finish this exercise, hopefully you'll start to have a lot of words and phrases and ideas, maybe even a few paragraphs expressing what you really care about and what you value. So now we're moving into phase two, paring down all those good ideas, all those good values that you've come up with into the top three, four, or five core values that really represent how you're different from the others in your industry and what you really care about so that you can signal to your customer that you're on the same page with them. So keep in mind, again, that your core values are not going to resonate with everyone and you want to avoid bare minimum values. What do I mean by that? I mean, values that everyone <laughs> should be prioritizing. I think of bare minimum values as things like honesty, integrity, excellence, quality, things that just about any business in any industry should be prioritizing. Every business should be honest. Every business should have integrity. Every business should value excellence and quality, right? So that doesn't really tell me anything about that company or about that person. What I want to know through the core values is what do you value more than others in your industry? What do you care about and what do you wish your industry valued more? I'm not saying that you can't use those values. I'm just saying that you want to use them with intention, if at all. Chantel really values honesty and that works for her because she's a social media strategist and social media has a negative connotation of not being honest, of being superficial, of being surface level. And she's working, pushing against the grain by making honesty a big part of how she connects with her customers. So as you look at all these brainstormed ideas, look for ways to group them together and cluster them and find overlap and find themes. So for example, you may find that you wrote down words like truth, vulnerability, openness, transparency, etc., and you may lump all of those together and give them a single word that represents all of them, like openness, for example, or truth. So one of your core values may be 
truth. Or maybe you wrote down a lot of words like kindness and generosity and empathy and understanding. And maybe you group all of those words together under the umbrella of empathy. Look for the overarching common threads across all of these words and phrases and group them into, let's say, no more than nine potential core values, because next we're going to qualify them. So when you're ready, you're going to qualify these core values by asking a couple of questions. Do these things matter to how you connect with your customer? So for example, one of my core personal values that I really care about is physical health. I want to be healthy. I want to take care of my body. I want to take care of my family and make sure that we're all in good physical health. And I want my clients to be physically healthy also, obviously, but it's just not a big part of how we work together. It's not crucial to the outcome. It's not a critical part of my process working through physical health. So it's not really one of my core values for my business or my brand. So I've put it on the back burner in favor of core values that are really, really critical to how I work with my clients. Empathy, clarity, impact, and growth. Those are the core values that determine and drive how I work with my clients. Physical health is important, but it's just not one of my core values for my brand. Then you also want to ask yourself, do these core values set me apart from others? So we've talked about this before. Your core values should signal how you're different from others in your market. So looking back at the example of the financial industry or the fashion industry and how a business in those markets may want to set themselves apart from the norm using their core values. So to recap, the questions you want to ask yourself are, what does my content reflect that I care about? What do I want my client to walk away with knowing or doing or having or being? And what annoys me and my customer about my industry? And how can I set myself apart from that? And then you start simplifying, clustering them together, finding common themes. And the final step is qualifying those so that you have three or four or maybe five core values that signal what you really stand for and care about. So you want to make sure that those things are important to how you connect with your customer and that they set you apart from others in your industry. So once you have your core values figured out, what do you do with them? Basically, you want to use your core values to signal that you are the right fit for your customer. And this flows through everything that you do. Remember when I talked about my friends, Chantel and Michelle, I can tell what their values are based on the things they talk about, how they show up, how they package their services, what kinds of actions they take in their business. So it's everything. It's not just your visual identity and it's not just your words that you use. It's everything about the way that you're showing up. And so your first task is to look at how you're running your business, look at your communications, look at your message, look at your web copy and your visual design and make sure that it's all in alignment with those core values. So for example, one of your core values may be simplicity. And if you look at your website and your customer process and your visual identity and realize that they are all overly complicated and confusing and complex with a lot going on, you may want to ask yourself, do I really value simplicity? Is that really part of how I want to do business? Or is it not as important to me as I thought? 
And then the other alternative is, do I need to bring my brand into alignment with this core value? Do I need to simplify things like my website and my customer process and my visual identity? If one of your core values is, let's say fun, do you really make your customer process fun? Is it fun to visit your website? Is it fun to read your copy? If not, you may need to rethink whether that's really a core value for you, or you may need to rethink how you're showing up and how you're doing things to embody and align yourself with that core value. There are two more things you can do here. One is to use your core values as themes to inspire your content. So for example, if you're working on a content pillar, let's say that you are an email marketing strategist and you're building out a email marketing strategy guide. And one of your core values is listening. So you may say, well, I'm going to write an email marketing guide that focuses on how to use email marketing to learn more about your customers, how to get them to engage with you and how to hear more comments from them about what they're dealing with. So you're using that core value of listening as a unique perspective, a unique angle on that piece of content that people may already have developed before. And so this is your unique spin on it. This is your unique angle. You can even share your core values on your website or on your social media platforms actually list them out or do a post on each core value and share with people why you value those things or why they can help your customer get better results in their own lives and their own business. So one last note about this is that as with any branding exercise, your core values may shift over time. You may decide that one value is not as important to you anymore. And so it's going on the back burner and something else is going to come into the foreground. And that's okay. Your brand, as I've said before, is iterative. It evolves over time. It's not going to stay the same. Just like you evolve over time, your brand and your core values may shift. So you may decide that something is not as important to you anymore, and that's okay. Something else is going to take its place. So allow yourself that flexibility to explore what really matters to you. And if you've already decided on your core values, but now you're trying to rethink them again, that's okay. Let yourself grow and learn and change over time. But what you'll see as you get clearer about your core values and as your decisions come into alignment with those core values, you'll find that it's so much easier to make clear and informed decisions based on clear values, clear criteria, things that you prioritize and that you want to deliver and signal out to your customers in everything that you do. It just makes decision-making so much easier when you know what the criteria are. And this is the crazy magical thing that happens when you're signaling out your core values to your audience is that you start attracting people to your business and to your brand who resonate with those core values. These are the people that are going to help you produce your best work that are going to bring out the best in you and that you're going to be happiest with around the outcome, around the final product. And that is how you build a brand that thrives based on who you are and what you care about and what matters to you. So I'm going to leave you with that. And I hope that this gave you a nice pause and a nice stopping point for asking yourself, do I know what my core values are? Do I have the right ones identified? And am I aligning myself with those core values and what I truly, truly care about? If you enjoyed this episode, please write a review in iTunes. 
I'm still just getting this off the ground. This is episode five and your review would mean so, so much to me and help others find the show. Be sure to subscribe so that new episodes show up in your episodes queue. Again, thank you so much for listening to The Brand Cure. This is Ashley Chiney reminding you that you have something special and amazing to share with the rest of us and the world is waiting for you. So go make it happen. Don't forget to be awesome. I'll see you next time. Bye.